This is Chris Nessie, founder of the Education Podcast Network. ISTE 2019 is right around the corner, and we're hosting an Education Podcast Network meetup. Come out on Sunday, June 23rd at 6 p.m. at Pat's King of Steaks and meet all your favorite Education Podcast Network podcasters and connect with other listeners. We're going to have an old-fashioned cheesesteak challenge. We're going to eat at Pat's. We're going to eat at Geno's. We're going to have a good time, talk podcasting, and we'd love to see you there. Come out on June 23rd at 6 p.m. if you're going to be in Philly for ISTE 2019. I look forward to seeing you there. Now, back to the podcast. Welcome to the Instant Relevance Podcast. The Instant Relevance Podcast is an educational podcast featuring the latest news and resources to make learning relevant for all students. Follow us on Twitter at InstantRel. Welcome back to the Instant Relevance Podcast. We're lucky today to not have another guest so that Dennis and I can just chat. And uh, we've already chatted for about 15 minutes now, um, getting ready for this episode and catching up on each other's personal lives a little bit. But uh, I think I'm ready actually to ask Dennis the key question. What's exciting you about education right now? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. Um, a lot of people would say here we are in uh, in late May coming into June that, you know, what's exciting you is, is the summer off. But, you know, that's that's not it for me. The summer is an exciting time and it's a great time for learning. And uh, I'm actually incredibly excited about next summer, strangely enough, because, uh, you know, I've been on Twitter now for, I guess, almost five years and connecting with people has been amazing. And one of the first people I ever connected with through a lot of the stories our listeners have heard in earlier podcasts is Dave Burgess, the author of Teach Like a Pirate and the owner of DBC uh, Publishing. And, and they published tons and tons of books with excellent messages and from amazing authors and amazing people. And uh, I've been so blessed to be a part of that, that I was not only shocked, but uh, so excited to hear that next summer, summer of 2020, uh, June 12th through the 14th, Dave and Shelley Burgess are going to host the first annual DBC Pirate Con, which uh, is going to use as many of the Dave Burgess authors as possible to come out and be the speakers and be presenting uh, at the workshop to as many teachers as can make it out in San Diego. And I'm, uh, I'm really excited about that. And it's not just that, you know, hey, we all get to get together and be in a place. And, you know, there's, I've met all these people online, but it's that people still really care about face-to-face learning. And that the teachers who have read these books and learned from these authors, including myself, I've learned from so many, and some have learned, actually learned from me, I hope, that like, they're actually excited to be in a room and continue to talk, continue the conversation, learn from each, everybody in person, and build those actual real relationships. And I think it speaks volumes to uh, the, what, we're, what we're looking at when we think about our own students in our classroom of, you know, we can create a lot of digital materials and we can create a lot of things that we think are uh, super helpful for kids, but they still just want those personal relationships with us. And that's what truly drives deep learning. So right now, what's exciting me about education is not uh, this summer off, but it is next summer on, and that is summer out in San Diego. And uh, if you're listening now, all you got to do is Google the hashtag 
DBC Pirate Con, or go on Twitter and look for that, or go on Dave or Shelly Burgess's Twitter and find it, or go on mine, and I'll tweet it out, or just look it up online because it's out there. You're going to be able to find your way to see if you can get uh, registered out for San Diego next summer. So I got to tell you, uh, Raymond, that's what's exciting me right now. Yeah, I think I was on the receiving end of a tweet or two about that, especially... I think uh, you said maybe the Instant Relevance podcast could make a, an appearance. Even um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see uh, where if we'll be very lucky if uh, if we make another year of uh, of doing this. No, uh, I I didn't mean to put it that way. But it's uh, you know we worked really hard on this thing. I think this might be episode thirty or so, and uh, um, I I would be you know, blessed to be uh, a part of that here in a, another year and still be in making this podcast. But uh, uh, what I really like about that is the opportunity to, for people to kind of take that next step from, you know, meeting digitally and collaborating digitally. And um, as someone who has recently kind of taken that next step into the personal realm and attending a lot more conferences, presenting at conferences, you know, you build this digital PLN, but it, it really connects when you meet in person and you're able to collaborate and learn from each other in that real life space. And I think that once again, speaks volumes to our, um, our students as well. Um, collaboration looks like collaboration, either, either online or offline. It's uh, just because kids these days are, are meeting up online and talking online more. It doesn't mean that, you know, one, those face-to-face uh, opportunities aren't as important uh, but it also means that um, we need to foster that for the kids as well. I mean, I'm very fortunate to be, t- be between uh, three different schools, but also I've uh, had a few fellowships and I've been able to uh, travel throughout the state and see other people teach as well. And just taking those little tidbits of this worked really great here. This was a great collaboration technique that I saw uh, in the elementary school in East Providence. And taking another thing that I saw at a middle school in Riverside and, you know, taking those, uh, not just technology products, but, uh, a technology product maybe, but also in collaboration with kind of an offline teaching, uh, grouping strategy or something like that. So I've been really excited about, you know, not only using technology, but using technology to foster collaboration, but take it that next step and take it offline as well. And uh, I'm excited because I have the opportunity to present some professional development at a couple of conferences here in Rhode Island. So I'll be at uh, the Met High School here next week, and I believe it's June 8th. And um, I'll be there presenting uh, how to build voice and choice in the math classroom. Um, you know, going beyond just, uh, you know, we, I believe that when people think of personalization and uh, think of, um, you know, a blended learning classroom or creating more relevance in the classroom. A lot of people uh, uh, have shifted towards uh, online learning and, and some technology products that kind of take that over and, and do a lot of great things. But um, we also have to, you know, really focus in on making sure that our students are ready for the collaborative world because every single one of us as adults collaborates every single day. And our students should be doing the same as well. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a strange day that goes by that I'm not working with somebody else on getting farther along in a project or moving farther along in something we've been working on. And not just sitting there myself, 
<clears throat> excuse me, it's not just sitting there myself doing this and then checking in with others, but really working together. So uh, it's kind of cool to think that like people like you who spend time with groups of teachers <clears throat> are getting excited about what it's like to teach them how to collaborate. And what it does is it gives you an opportunity to talk about good learning skills, like good questioning and good listening and good interaction. And not just, you know, here's a tool for teaching this. Here's a technology piece for teaching this. Here's a trick for making sure kids can understand this concept. Um, it really does change the nature of, of that. And that's kind of funny. I've seen that. I'm starting to see more and more teachers less interested in that <clears throat> the tech trick. I was on Facebook the other day, which makes me sound old. I saw an advertisement for uh, this product that popped up, obviously, in my feed because of who I am that said, you know, that, you, uh, that homework will never be graded as fast. And it was this product that could like super fast grade uh, homework assignments that kids submit. And so many teachers had commented underneath it, like, why on earth would I want that? <laughs> yeah. like, like, really? I if I'm going to give it to them, I want to see it. I want to talk. And I'm like, wow, things are changing. It's not just, you know, how can I get my job done faster or easier? Uh, and that's that's kind of funny, but um, but yeah, it's 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 a great to get in front of people and say, now what is it that is going to help you help kids learn with and from each other? Uh, it goes back to to instant relevance. It goes back to one of the chapters in my book that I know has struck a chord with a lot of people who've read it, and because they've told me about it, is there's a story I tell um, in instant relevance called uh, that about I titled it "Meet Me at My Best," and it's a story about my son Danny who's playing a video game who asked me pretty much if I could jump in the game with him on my own iPad or my own iPhone, um, even though I couldn't. And he wanted me to, to meet him at his best, which means his high score, and then take him from there to help him get a better high score. And that became a really strong metaphor for teaching students in like, how do you actually meet your students at their best and move them forward from where they are? And for leading teachers, how do you, how do you take teachers who are all at different parts of their teaching journey and move them forward from where they are. And uh, I w was reminded of that again recently when I went oboe shopping with my oldest daughter. Now she's 15, she's an oboe player, and she has an incredible sound. I don't know if you know what an oboe sounds like, but most people um, believe that an oboe sounds like a goose that's being stepped on. And for most people who play it, that's exactly what it sounds like. It's, it's not played well by a lot of people, so it's a unique trait to be able to. And I um, give her kudos for, for her ability to pick up an oboe as a young musician and play it with a musician's oboe sound. And so uh, she was playing on a piece of junk beginner oboe with broken keys, and she actually had to, to squeeze the bell of the oboe between her knees to block one of the holes in the oboe so that she could play a low note. I'm like, all right, it's time. We got to go oboe shopping because we, we can't let this happen anymore. So we went out, spent an afternoon. She tried out a bunch of oboes um, and I ended up dropping some significant money on one of them. And she came home and was playing it. And what I noticed what, when she put it down and put it away was she was sitting on the couch in my, in my living room and she had her old oboe out to her left and her new oboe out to her right. And from four feet away, I couldn't tell the difference. Like I couldn't look at them and tell the difference, but one of them was holding her back. And the other one of them was exactly where she was right now at her best and able to take her forward from there. It was a better instrument. It allowed for future growth in a better way. 
but I couldn't tell by looking at them. And it reminded me to think about those activities, those ideas, those things we find or look for, the materials that we use, the lessons we plan, those things that we do in our classroom, that when you look at it, you might not be able to tell whether it looks, whether, whether it's something that is holding students back or whether it's something that can move them forward <clears throat> because those things might look the same in your room. So I challenge teachers now as we kind of close the Instant Relevance podcast for the summer or uh, as we close out, I guess we're calling season two, to think as you plan and find and search um, and approach new students in the fall, um, to think about what you're using and who those kids are and to not only meet them at their best, but find those <clears throat> lessons, materials, and the things that you do, your own teacher moves, your own understanding points, uh, that won't hold them back. They might look the same as something that used to hold them back, but you can take them in a new direction because you can open up those doors. So be the new oboe, help create the new sound, um, help open the doors for future growth, um, and then you know, inspire kids to pick up something that can help them, to want to challenge themselves and to want to improve. So um, that's my message uh, that kind of came out of my oboe shopping trip. Uh, and also, my secondary message from the oboe trip is uh, if you'd like to donate any money to the oboe fund, you can find me on Twitter at MathDennisNJ, <laughs> and uh, I'm happy to take any of those donations off your hands. <laughs> I really like that, Dennis. I think it's a real good reminder to lead for equity and always be striving uh, to give uh, students and uh, and also teachers, if we're educational leaders, uh, give them what they need to succeed. And uh, no matter what it is, even if it's an oboe. <laughs> Especially if it's an oboe. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Dennis. It's been a great season, and it's just really been a pleasure uh, putting this together with you. And uh, I really hope that the summer treats you well, and hopefully we can get together for a random podcast here or there, or uh, at least start recording for the next season. Absolutely. Thanks. I hope your summer is... Uh, more than you can imagine, and uh, not only just treats you well, but it really does uh, grow you as well. And I am looking forward to season three, four, five, and however many we go. And as long as our listeners keep listening, even one of them, then we'll keep keep recording. So uh, reach out to us. You know where to find us at Instant Rel on Twitter at Math Dennis NJ for me at Blended underscore Math for Raymond and. Uh, check out all things Instant Relevance and Instant Relevance podcast everywhere you go. Share the word and look forward to season three and